the Fill the Funnel podcast with Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. We're here to help you crush your targets with tactical tips and insights you can act on today. Don't have a fancy tech stack, a big budget, or even a huge team to lean on? Well, it's time to get that solved today with FTF Fridays. Hey, everyone. Uh, So for today's episode of Kill the Funnel, we're going to be talking about uh, how to use cold openers in your cold outreach, whether that's through um, cold email, social, uh, phone touches, doesn't really matter. The whole premise behind this is giving you a way to um, capture your prospect's attention, get permission for them to want to actually um, consume your message and, and, and do that in a way that is uh, very exciting. Um, not, not just exciting, no, that might not be the best term, but also something that would pique their interest and want them to actually take time to spend with you. So um, with, with that said, um, Tom, what's your thoughts on cold openers? What, um, why do people usually flub those? <laughs> Because they hold themselves back, you know, they they assume how the other person is going to respond because of their way that they might respond to that. And so a lot of times you overthink how you're opening a call um, or you bring in your own feelings onto what you think will be the outcome on how they're going to respond. Um, and, and that's not the case, right? You just don't know. There's a lot of ways to open a call. Um, you can test multiple methods, but at the end of the day, it's just making them feel good, right? Get them engaged. Um, and you don't have to overthink it. It's not that crazy. You've seen the data by multiple people. There, there's so many variations to opening a call. And so I'm so excited to kind of kick out this episode today around it and, you know, help people figure out what, how to win that war, right? Because that's the first step. It's how do I get them on the call and keep them on there for longer than 10 seconds? What, what do I do to win that battle? No, I love it. I love that you said that because it really speaks to what you're trying to do in in outbound sales. It's it's. Uh, have, have you heard the term, or have you heard anybody reference sales in the in the, the game of inches? So, like when you're thinking of when you're thinking of football, it's all about getting that extra yard, two yards, yeah. the next play, the first down, right? Like when when you're talking about sales, you're always trying to get that next commitment. Do I have your permission to speak further, right? And there's some people in cold calls, as an example, that use the literal, do I have your permission to speak my elevator pitch? You know, do you have 27 seconds for me to tell you why I called, right? Or you ask permission by what your approach is, Tom, of actually giving value enough that you capture their attention enough to let them not cut you off. Yeah. Right. It's, so maybe speak to that a little bit. The, 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 your approach, the not cut you off. <laughs> the not cut you off is fun, right? It happens, um, you know, it, but it is a battle of inches. All I'm trying to do is just, you know, let you hear me out. Right. Because I, I, I put in time and effort or you should have to really research this person that you're calling and you have an intent to to call them. Um, yep. You're not just calling them to call them. Right. And so it's just like in the boiler room. Right. My favorite, favorite cold calling kind of thing that I've always watched is the boiler room scene. Right. Where he gets pitched and he's like, no, 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 no. Call me back. Like, you know, and he replays through it to help the guy sell newspapers. And then at the end of the call, he still says, yeah, no, I'm not interested. But great job. Right. But you know, you're trying to win that battle. And so, you know, I usually just kind of one, I have an overly excited tone. It throws people yeah. off. Right. You've got to be yep. a little bit overly excited. It's contagious. People will be excited with you and, and it feeds through the call because that's all you have to sell yourself right now is that. 
Um, for, for whatever reason, though, salespeople think they hate it, right? They, they think that it's the most childish approach, but it's really not um, because it's contagious. And, and again, it's a change of pace to hear somebody on the phone who isn't miserable. Um, so, you know, being overexcited, um, I tend to add, you know, my favorite opener is by our good friend, John Burroughs. And that is the reason for my call list. Yep. And that's my best approach because I'm just a direct guy. I don't, I don't like fluff. I, I think it's ridiculous and it doesn't work for me, but it does work yep. for many others because that's your personality. So yep. for me, I just get right into it and, and, you know, let them know the reason for my call is, and I have a very, very powerful value prop that is personalized to them. And yep. that earns me the right to continue the conversation. And that typically is my approach. Um, is just coming in overly excited. Hey, Jeff, it's Tom over at Milestone. Hey, the reason for my call is boom, boom, boom. And then go right into an open-ended question and get them engaged in, in changing their thought process. Uh, no, that's awesome. I love that. So you mentioned personality, which is very interesting. I'm a big fan of the personality world um, and the whole um, – psychology behind it. And I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this concept, but I worked with a company that was in personality assessments and I was lucky enough to actually have an occupational psychologist explain this to me of why the reason for my call works. Okay. So, um, there's a concept when, um, people have certain tendencies. So everybody has certain type of personality traits and they're all on a spectrum, right? So some people are more resistant than others. Um, and what resistant, obviously resistant to cold calls, resistant to people talking to them, you know, resistant to anybody telling them what to do. Right. <laughs> and, and so, um, when you're extremely resistant, the only real way when you have staff or, or customers or prospects or whatever that are really resistant to what you're doing and what you're saying, the best way to actually diffuse their resistance is to, is one little word. Can you guess what that one word is? Provide reasons. Because. Mm. Because. So I'm calling you because whatever you say after that. Now, the concept works in what you're describing from John Barrows is the, um, the reason for my call. That's the exact same thing as because. It's giving them a reason so that they understand that you're doing something. You've thought this through. There's a reason they're, you're calling and it cuts down walls. Now, obviously, it doesn't work on everybody, right, Tom? Like it doesn't work on everybody. Yeah, right. But but it does capture more resistance from people and it breaks down the walls so that you can, like you said, get into that conversation, have a healthy dialogue to, that, that really makes them think about something, right? And so um, just thinking about the psychology of how people put up those walls and why they put up those walls. And even if you're not by nature a resistant person, um, when you get a cold call, you kind of – you kind of default into those resistant personality traits because you don't want to get this cold call. So yeah, I love your approach, Tom. I think it's built into psychology and you just jump right into, um, you, you mentioned the, uh, questions. So like the, you, you jump into like, um, a thinking question. Let's unpack that. Tell me what type of question do you have some examples of a question that you use, um, to get people kind of going Ooh, on the spot. Love it. No, uh, for me, you know, uh, gosh, on the spot, like, hey, Jeff, it's Tom over at Milestone. Hey, the reason for my call is I was interested to understand how you were attacking Core Vitals update coming in May. Right. And that for me right now is something big in the SEO space. Um, it's an algo coming. Most of them know what's going on. I'm calling VPs of marketing, digital marketing. Um, yep. And it gives them immediately into you know, most of the time they're saying, what is that? 
And now I've earned the right to explain because I'm hitting them with something that they don't understand, but they're going to respect because I'm mentioning it's from Google, right? Like if it was just yeah. core vitals in general, they're like, I don't care. But because I put, hey, what are you doing to prepare for Google's core vital update coming? They're freaking out. They start thinking, well, what are you talking about? What do you mean? I should know this. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we get into a dialogue and I'm not even pitching. I'm having an educated industry expert conversation yeah. where I'm just talking to them about an update that's coming and how they're h- handling it. And then from there, if they're not having a plan, guess what? I can swoop in and be a hero and say, well, let me help you, right? This yep. is something that's going to happen or yep. they're aware of it. And now I'm already disqualifying them out of the conversation because I'm able to dive into what they're doing and find if it's a fit or not, right? Yeah. No, and, and this is this is the key. So what, what I heard you say is it wasn't about um, – it wasn't just a, a question like are you doing X or Y? It wasn't um, open or useless or low-value question. It was something to literally get them thinking and to talk about something that they're doing right now. And if they're not doing anything and they don't know, they're very happy that you gave them the insight that this is something they need to think about. And if they do know and they don't have a solution – they're immediately thinking, Tom's going to give me a solution for this, right? So I really love this approach, Tom. And this is why I freaking love your cold calling service <laughs> because, um, because it, it, it does actually get, uh, it does actually work. And so I'm going to, I'm going to take what you just said. I'm going to translate it over to email and why this same idea works in email. Yeah. People don't really think about it, but if you are starting your email, with a pitch of like a solution or about me, or even if you're saying, so you mentioned, you know, this is Jeff from Milestone, or this is Tom from Milestone. If I write in an email, hey, Tom, this is Jeff from RevUp, automatically I'm taking up the most important part of that yeah. email. The most important line is that first line. And not like in a cold call where you could skip through that in half a second and move on to the important stuff. Yeah, That split second is all you get in an email. So people see that. They say, hope you're well. I'm Jeff from so-and-so. Oh. They, like yeah. These are things that cause people to automatically delete. It shines a big – it shines the bat signal on you that this is a cold call, okay? <laughs> or this is a cold email, a sales email, and it, automatically. So that first line is the most important line for you to actually get your point across and earn permission for somebody to actually read the body of that email. So yeah. I, I typically test with my clients two ways. So it really depends on on your prospect, your customer, your offer, all these things. But I test two different ways typically for first lines. One, it's either a statement, so something to get them thinking, kind of like kind of what you were saying. Or two, it's a question very similar to what, how you 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 describe that. You you have to write it a little differently in an email, but it's the same concept. Right. Like, what are you, you doing? Get rid of that first part, right? Like, you can yeah. open the email. Hey, Jeff. The reason that I'm taking up valuable inbox space is because I yep. wanted to see how you're preparing for this or how you've been addressing this up to today. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Ooh, right into That's it. it. They see it. Yep. You can remove all the filler, all the yep. fluff, and it's in a straight – that two lines, if I'm driving in my car, open the email or wherever I'm at, that's powerful yep. and you're going to yep. get that engagement there. Exactly. Exactly. So the, the, the goal here, though, is that, like you said, that was a statement. You could easily rephrase exactly what you said as a question. The, the concept gets across. And, and realistically, the, the response rates you're going to get from that question or statement depends on your customer and how they, how they read those messages. Right. Um, so I advise testing statement versus question because um, you want to see what works for your audience. But um, mm-hmm. 
but no, I, I absolutely love it. And then uh, conversely, there's another kind of concept that you can do um, is all about personalization. So like I saw you, you know, are running a webinar next week. Did you, are you familiar with blah, 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 right? Like something specifically about them and, uh, you know, from your, from your uh, personal research. So there's, there's, that's a great opener too, right? And you can even translate that into a cold call too. Hey, right. Jeff, saw your post the other day on LinkedIn. Really yeah. enjoyed the comments that you put in there. Um, I hope you saw mine as well in there. Hey, yeah. the reason I was reaching out is because in regards to that, I can help you X, Y, Z, right, or whatever. And again, yeah. you're coming in with that cold per- – people don't understand. Cold calling and email are so similar and the structures are almost the same thing. Whatever you're doing in email, you need to apply to the phone. And whatever you're yeah. working in phone, you need to cater and translate into email because, again – you're sending your prospect on a journey. Yep. Every touch that they interact with you is a story that you are telling and a journey of, of what you're taking them on. So it all ties together. So yep. take that great email that you have that works well and turn it into a phone call script. Yep. Boom. Mind blown. Yep. Right? You got a whole new yep. script and it's working and you cater it to the phone. Or you have a good phone script that's working. Yep. Figure out a way to tie that into your email framework, right? And it might pick up that engagement. Um, but there's a lot you can do with openers. Um, and at the end of the day, like you said, you're just getting, gaining permission. You're trying to find a way to open a dialogue. And it's just like when you call your friends, you know, um, shockingly enough. And did you know this is that, do you know what the number one or most rated opener is? Tell me, got to hear this. How you been? (laughs) Not how are you? How have you been? How have you been? How have you been? Isn't that crazy? It, It is such a powerful you know, and it doesn't, and by the way, this doesn't have to have any previous interaction, right? It's not like you're referencing that you've had, in, it doesn't matter. This has actually been proven on exclusively first interactions. And yeah. it's crazy because it's such a pattern interrupt. It's unexpected, right? They're thinking, oh my God, have I talked to you before? Right? How have you been? Acts like we've had engagement of, of any sense. And yeah. again, you're triggering their mind to think and you're catching them because. A pattern interrupter for me is a way to stop them from saying what they're going to say anyway, which is no, not interested or whatever, right? So by saying that, you're getting their brain to to stop preparing that defense and all of a sudden like be like – or prepare that offense, I guess I should say, right, to come at you. It breaks that up real quick and now they're letting their guard down and they're on the the defense and now you can swoop in because you've disrupted them and they're like, what what do you mean how have I been? Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was crazy that actually, to be truly honest, you know, if you're in any type of sales aspect and you're using calls to generate and fill your funnel, yeah. ultimately it really is okay to just start the call with, Hey Jeff, how have you been? Cause that's yeah. how you would call your friend. Right. Um, so it makes them feel like you have a relationship and the guard gets down. Pretty crazy. It's, casual, it's human, right? It's human. It's casual. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not something that. Um, sounds like a cold call or sounds like I'm trying to be too formal with you. Like how you've been starts it off, makes them think about how they have been, not how they're doing today. Maybe it's a shitty day. They don't have to think about it, but like they're thinking, how have I been? Right. So um, the, the, the number one thing, one of the, the biggest impact in people recognizing a sales email or a sales LinkedIn connection request or anything like that is when it's very formal, where it's in very like jargon language and, um, you know, all the different, um, uh, the different big words we like to use acronyms and whatever else, if you're talking in a cold call an email, a social, if you're talking like you are talking to a friend, like how Tom and I talk, um, then 
then you're going to get further along than you are if you're going to say, if you're going to sound like a billboard, if you're going to say like, hey, we help blah, 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 blah with this and this and this. It, it, if you sound like a billboard, you're going to come across as a billboard. If you sound like you're talking to a friend and starting off with something as simple as how you been, you're going to actually be responded to as a friend and you're going to get respect and trust and engagement to actually move forward. So yeah, 100%, I, I agree. Um <coughs> And Tom, I have a, a little secret for you. Um, one of the key things that we do at RevUp to uh, create excellent sequences for people is we take their cold call script, we optimize the crap out of it, yes. and then we create a story in what we call breadcrumbs to actually create sequences from that cold call script. So we don't believe that your sequence should be all about this whacked stuff all over the place. It should be what are you? What value are you trying to bring to your client? And in that short elevator pitch, now let's turn that into a story. Let's unpack that story. Think of all yep. the different touch points and then create an email from it. Create a cold call script, create a, um, you know, a social touch, like create a social post for all that matters, et cetera, et cetera. You, you yep. get the <laughs> It's crazy, right? Like at, at the end of the day, people overthink it. Um, it's about being human. It, it's about, you know, it, it's not about how pretty things look. You know, when you look back at things that you've done or had interactions with people, they may not have been the best speaker, but what matters is with whatever that's being presented is their value. Yeah, that's the key. And send somebody on a journey of value. I have very poor grammar um, and punctuation when it comes to when I do my email copies or when I do things, you know, I'm not great at it. (laughs) No, no secret sauce there. Um, But I usually send them to people for those edits, right? But when I've actually sent those emails without the, the, the beautifulness of it, right, I've been cap- capturing it, I actually have a pretty good engagement because it's human. It's normal. They're okay with that. They laugh or they say, oh, you spelled this over this, right? It, it's not yeah. about that. Nobody cares. VP it's of sales do not have enough time to, to pick at your, your email. They don't, get, they don't care. What they care is how is it presented. No, and, and so of everything you're saying, the bottom line is openers – Get interest, get attention, earn that next step. That's it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fill the Funnel podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite platform, give us reviews, and tell all your friends about us. Till next time, happy hunting.